was funny. Oh, yes, love that theme. Don't you love that theme? How many times have we heard that theme? Every show, I believe, right? Which only means one thing when you hear that theme. Welcome to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C right here. That's me. And uh, for those keeping track, I know you are. This is our 174th show in 174 consecutive weeks. Kanahara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, I hope very you guys impressive. spread the word that just for the numbers that we've done this continuously for so long. How's everyone doing? Good. How are you, Mark? Hey, Mark. Yeah, everyone's doing okay. I see that. Thumbs up. People shaking their heads like bobbleheads. <laughs> I saw that. I got another cute story for you. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Um, Bear with me on this one. Uh, the other day, uh, I had my monthly retired teacher's luncheon. Uh, I, I organized this with a bunch of phys ed teachers from who are all retired. And each month we go to a different diner because <laughs> I'm the king of the diners. And this one was in the Omega Diner in New High Park. That's New High Park, Queens, for those not in New York. Uh, we usually meet around 1 p.m. Uh, basically, oh, so I pick 1 p.m. because usually lunch is over. Right. Lunch time is over 1 o'clock. But for some strange reason, the place was a zoo. <laughs> I've never seen so many people at 1 o'clock waiting to get in uh, for a table. What day of the week was it? It was on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, wow. Tuesday. Wow. Uh, we were going to be seven people, and I'm always first, as you can imagine. But they would not seat me until <clears throat> everyone basically was there. Uh, while while we're we're waiting, lo and behold, lo and behold, look who comes by, but Michael. Uh oh, Michael, you, Michael, Uh-oh. with his wife, uh, not part of my group, just happened nope. to be uh, going to lunch. Also, it's a very popular uh, diner, and uh, I be I go there at least three or four times a month for one meal or another. And so Michael was there. And good to see Michael. We give a hello. We talk a little bit. And Michael has to go give his name to get, to get a seat also. People are waiting all over the place. I'm still waiting for my people to come. Finally, they come, slowly but surely. Michael gets his seat, and we're finally seated. All seven of us are there. They give us menus. They give us water. They ask us for any additional drinks. Coffee for me, black with no sugar. That's my usual. While I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm so close to the front of the, the diner where the person is taking the names and people are waiting there. There are some people outside waiting and I see a familiar face waiting. I'm saying that face looks so familiar. I have to think a little bit who it might be. And I finally came up with that is Howie Rose. Oh, the Mets radio play by play guy is waiting uh to seat with his wife 
I imagine it's his wife. I saw a woman with him. I'm assuming it's his wife. Uh, it's the afternoon. The Mets were home. Had to, you know, figure this out. Uh, Mets had a night game. Howie used to live in Bayside, but I found yes. that he lives in Woodbury now. Right. Okay. Uh, so why not take your wife to lunch, or maybe she took him to lunch one way or another. They ended up in the, uh, the Omega Diner. Uh, if it wasn't him, it was a stunt double. <laughs> so I'm thinking, no, it's him. And I asked my fellow lunch mates, and they had no clue who Howie Rose was. That's who I'm oh, having. Boy. No clue. So what do I do? Do I get up? Do I go up to him and say, hi, Howie? I did that once before on a on an airline down to Florida. I saw David Dinkins, who was the mayor at the time. He was there. And I just walked by him and go, hi, David. I kept on walking. <laughs> what do I do? Do I say hi to him? Or uh, do I say, are you Howie? Or do I say, put it in the books? <laughs> Do I ask for a picture? All these different things were going around in my mind. And, and, and you know what? He's waiting for a table, and I, I didn't do anything. Oh, my. He who hesitates is lost. Isn't that the okay. way it goes? I oh, couldn't wait too do, long. Well, I, I had my it. chance, and I blew it. Uh, they escorted him and his wife to the table. Uh, deciding cost me the chance. Uh, and I let it go. So no meat, no greet, no pick, no runs, no hits, no errors. <laughs> He's a very nice guy. Well, I, I, I wish I would have got up. I, I wish I was basically online with him. Would have made it so much easier. <laughs> and maybe he didn't want to be uh, recognized. Or maybe he did want to be recognized. And everyone is different when it comes to that. And uh, I'm, I'm always wearing a Met cap, so that's the first thing. You know, I don't know. I just didn't do anything. Congratulations on making the Mets Hall of Fame. There were so many openings. I could tell you one thing about Howie Rose. What's that? He hates blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know that for a fact because a few weeks ago in a Met game, my son had, had dinner with him before the game. Really? And they both, and they, and they, yeah, because in, the, in the press room before the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so in the press room, they dropped. And, and and they both were, my son and him were both very upset that on a salad they ordered, they automatically put blue cheese on it. Take Mark, it off. Take it off. I'm with Mark. Mark. Mark Matto. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, any one of those things. I had an opening, um, but I blew it. I blew it. I, you know, um, I, I don't know. I got cold feet. And for someone who loves to talk, <laughs> I got cold feet. You know, it's funny, Howie once, Rose, they, once they brought him to the table, I wasn't going to go to his table. Michael, Howie Rose told a story on the radio a few weeks ago about oh, about yeah. being in school and having using a comic book to help him write a book, uh, uh, what do you call it, a book report. Then he mentioned the teacher who I happened to know was a member of my former temple, a guy named Sam Breidner. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Cardozo. Yeah. High school. Michael was there. All right, so I see Mark and his uh, his faculty. He had just about everybody from IS-77 sitting with him. And uh, it was great to see Mark and everybody. Uh, I know that school very, very well. And just as Mark mentioned that Howie Rose is over there, 
I plan right off the bat to go over and introduce myself and get him invited to on the Mark Sports Talk because we've had similar problems down below with uh, prostate and uh, he has the prosthetic uh, prostate, you know, and uh, right. I have a lot. I could have, that would have been my opening and he would have come on to on the Mark Sports Talk in a heartbeat with my uh, opening or whatever I would have done. But at that exact moment, who shows up? But of all the years I've worked as a teacher, which is just about 40, my favorite colleague teacher showed up at the Omega Diner at the exact same time and gave him hugs and we had a conversation and we sat there for about another 45 minutes and I did not remember to go back to Holly Rose to invite him on the mark. So uh, I apologize because uh, I think I have, uh, I I don't know, I think I could have got him to come onto the show. And that's my part of the story. Mark, Mark, do you make reservations when you go to the Omega? No, you just go up there, and if, if it's a line, you got to give them your name and how many people you have. I always support. make reservations. I always make no, reservations. No, not for a dime. You have a large group. Yeah, you do. Make reservations. They make fun. At one o'clock, there's, there's no one there. The lunch crowd is over. Milton, you want to add before we move on? Visit place. I live there. <laughs> Milton, you do want to say something? Yeah, just want to tell you how many years ago my wife worked for a dental office in Woodbury. They were patients there, and she said they were very, very nice people. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah very nice. Both. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that's my little touch with. Sunday, uh, I have to wait about a half an hour to get in. I just want to say that. I couldn't believe how okay, crowded it was. All right, let's move on. A, uh, all right. Yeah, Milton. Hello, Milton. Yeah, he you wants, appreciate yeah. this. You know the Yesterday Diner, right? Yes, yes. I do. You do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, a few years ago, Cal and I are sitting in a booth, and you know, in the Yesterday Diner, they would have at every booth by the windows pictures of people, of famous people. Mm. So we're sitting there, and Cal looks at the waitress and says, the guy sitting there in that booth looks a lot like that picture. And she says, yeah, that's absolutely it. That's Don K. Reed. Yeah. Nice. Oh wow! Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in there two years ago. He died about a year I, ago from cancer. Yeah, I treated him. I treated him, him in my time. office. His wife, his son, who they all came to me for over twenty years. I used to love when he would come in. We could talk for hours about yeah. music and uh, um, yeah. They came yeah, to he, me for many, he, many he years. Yesterday, Diana was his he, he died. Yeah. yeah. He he had a he had a heart problem. I know that. No, but he died of yeah. cancer. I heard about a year ago. Um, in the I hospital, I heard. Yeah. All right, that's my story. All right, let's move on. Gerald, your highlights report. Your days are numbered, by the way, Gerald. Sponsored <laughs> by a question mark, and that's mark with a K. Go to a different. What do you have for this year? Okay, I'm going to review the 2020 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the key facts about the 2020 MLB season. For the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, the great Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu. Rookie of the Year, Devin Williams and Kyle Lewis. Cy Young. Yuck, Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber. Key leaders, batting average, Juan Soto, 30 million a year is not enough for me, and DJ LeMahieu. <laughs> Home runs, 
Marcel Ozuner and Luke Voigt, former Yankee. RBIs, Marcel Ozuner and Jose Abreu, ERA, Trevor Bauer, Yuck, and Shane Bieber. Some interesting highlights of the 2020 MLB season. The 2020 season, due to COVID, started on July 23rd and ended on September 27th. 60 games were played by each team. On 8-16, the White Sox tied a record with four straight home runs. When Dusty Baker made it to the postseason with the Astros, he became the first manager in MLB history to make the postseason with five different teams. The Dodgers set a National League record by hitting 57 home runs in August. The Padres became the first MLB team to hit at least one grand slam in four consecutive games. Mookie Betts, the great Mookie Betts, taught an MLB record by hitting three home runs in a game on August 13th, thereby tying the record for the most career three-run homer games at six. On 9-1, Brandon Crawford, Alex Dickerson, and Donovan Solano of the Giants became the first trio of teammates to each record at least six RBIs in a single game. Yadier Molina recorded his 2,000th career hit on September 24th, and what a great player he was. Juan Soto became the youngest player to win the National League batting title, hitting 351. DJ LeMayo became the second player in MLB history to win a batting title in each league. Hall of Famer Ed Delahanty also accomplished this feat. There's a very, very abbreviated summary of the 2020 World Series. The Dodgers defeated Tampa Bay four games to two. Okay. The MVP was Dodger Corey Seager. A couple of composite stats. The Dodgers had 251 and Tampa Bay 216. The Dodgers ERA was 352 and Tampa Bay 554. And that completes my brief summary of the brief 2020 season. Right, the brief season. Anybody want to comment? Uh, Michael always? Yeah, one of the oddities of that season are, it didn't happen in every stadium, but in many of the stadiums, they had pictures of fans and dogs and, and right. all kinds of other couldn't go to the game. things that could have been in the stadium. And it was a novelty to see that, especially uh, like you watch a Met game, you see, uh, I think Homer was there, mm-hmm. Homer the dog. Yeah, and you had to pay, and you had to pay for that, right? Those yeah, cards were you had to pay to have your cartoon in there, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Very good, uh, Fred. And if you all remember, in Game Six, uh, Kevin Cash was somewhat vilified for taking out Blake Snell it's way too early. I forget the amount of pitches he had thrown, like in the seventies or eighties, and it was only five in, <laughs> at pitching a great game. They took him out, I think, after five innings or. Whatever it was, and then Tampa Bay went on to lose the game when the bullpen blew it. Right. Hey, Fred, Boone does that all the time. I know. That's because of analytics. So doesn't make it right. Hey, yeah. hey look, my, my son was in Minnesota. The game yesterday, Sonny Gray was pitching a great game. Shut out for seven innings, two nothing. They take him out. Twins blow the game, lose five two in the ten. Every manager does that now. Well, they want him to pitch another they, game. They <laughs> you know. They didn't want their arms to go. 
Right. Uh, but the arms will eventually go. You know that. <laughs> yeah, All right. right. Anybody else want to comment on that? All right. Well, we'll work with, with you. What do you have? 2021, 22, 23. Well, 2023. Going to wait till after the World Series? Yeah, exactly. yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk what you want to do. I got to defer 23, right? We'll, we'll yeah. surprise everybody. Gerald, we'll surprise. Gerald can give his predictions for 2024. All right. Uh, yeah. He's got a couple of things up his sleeve, okay? All right, Milton. We are starting Make up an imaginary season. We'll do the song. We'll do your song, Milton. Okay, this group was formed in 1961 while they were in the Marines in Japan, came home from there to the United States, was still in the Marines, oh, yeah, added cool. one or two more uh, singers to the group, and this became a number one hit. That's it. That's the title. It was on roulette record labels. Yeah. Another label. And they had another song uh, besides this. I can't remember the other one. It was, you you tell me, A Walking Miracle also. It was a second song. So the artist was, and you guys know? The The Essex. Essex. The Essex. The Essex. Essex. Right. They had a couple of hits. Right. Very good. Very good. Good song. It was a good song, right? Good song. Very good. Roulette records was cool, too. Michael. I got a question for Milton. What song uh, by the Marcells would be very, very apropos to be playing over the last couple of nights? Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Moon. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's another great song. That bass man. Blue Moon. Yeah, great song. Yeah. All right. We 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 can, so we can do, like we can do a special every, zoom every on music, guys. If you want to do yeah, it, yeah. let me know. We, I can set it up a special zoom, talking, giving ourselves trivia questions on music. <laughs> you let me know. All right, beep beeps. Thank you, Milton. Uh, the only beep beep that I have this week, I saw it in the uh, uh, the paper. The guy's name is Jake, A L U. How do you pronounce A L U? He pronounces he pronounces it a Lou. A Lou, like like yeah, my, like that's Felipe, how he it. like Felipe and all those guys, yeah, right? Just without the O, without the O, right? He's an infielder and outfielder with the Nationals. Right, right. Should, second you guys day. in Virginia should have known that, right? They played last week against the uh, when they played the Yankees. He can hit some. A <laughs> Lou. All right. This day in sports, August 31st. A lot happened. I'll try to skip around here, okay? (laughs) All right, let's see here. 1881, that's how far we're going to go back. The first U.S. men's single championships were held in Newport, Rhode Island. Of course, that's being in tennis. Uh, 1894, there was a, a, a Phillies had an outfielder. Maybe in the Hall of Fame, I'm not sure. Billy Hamilton. 
not the Billy Hamilton yeah. who's been around yeah. uh, these days, a fast guy who can't hit. Well, anyway, Billy Hamilton equal George Gores. Never heard of him. Major League single game stolen base record with seven steals in one game. This guy is also stolen base. Yeah, right. And the team lost, by the way. The team lost that game 10-7. Uh, let's see. In the year 1900, there you go, the Brooklyn Superbaz, which were the Dodgers to be, Superbaz, does that sound right? Right. And a pitcher, Brickyard Kennedy. He walked six straight Phillies in the second inning in a loss. He did go on to win 20 games that season. So he had a bad game uh, for the fourth time in his career. So he won four. And I wonder if this guy is in the Hall of Fame. Four 20-game uh, seasons. Brickyard Kennedy. Uh, in 1903, New York Giants, future Hall of Famer, Joe McGinty. 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 That one that rolls off your, mm-hmm. your mouth, your lips there. McGinty. He wins his third double header of the month. Nice. So in those games, you pitch the first game, you pitch the second game. You Why not? Right? Yeah. He won three double headers in in the month. In this month, August. I think his nickname was Iron Man. Correct. That's right. right. Yeah. 1909. Some guy named A.J. Reach, R-E-A-C-H, company. Patents a cork scented baseball. I don't know what baseball is what prior to that, but that made the news. Uh, how about this one? 1909, Swedish runner Thor, or it could be Trua, T H U R E, Thur. Johansson runs the world record marathon, men's, remember, two hours and 40 minutes. Now, what do they do? With the, uh, two, two, two hours and five or six minutes? So they shaved a lot of time off since, since 1909. Uh, 1915, White Sox had a pitcher, Jimmy Lavender. We, and there's a pitcher going around right now in the Mets farm system whose name is Lavender also, but could be a beep-beep. He no-hits the, uh, the White uh, is a White Sox pitcher. In 1915, he no-hits... Uh, Somebody, <laughs> I think it says the White Sox, but then it says no hits the Giants. I don't think that makes sense. So it'd be two different leagues, and they weren't doing that in those days. Uh, in 1934, the first NFL Chicago Bears versus All Stars game. They did that back in the uh, yeah. in the, 50s, in the 1900s. The All Stars, not the college All Stars. I think this was oh. NFL All Stars against oh. the champions, and there was seventy nine thousand, and they witnessed a zero zero tie. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, let's see. Nineteen forty seven, the New York Giants set a season record by. Uh, clubbing 183 home runs on their way to 221. And I guess 182 might have been the all-time record prior to today. They hit one today for 183. They go on to 221. That was the record back in 1947. In 1950 on this day, Gil Hodges, 
hit four home runs in one game. You remember he did that, right? You don't remember, but you read about that, right? In 1954, the Cincinnati Redlegs, first baseman, who's the guy with the muscles, and of course, the hits two home runs today and became the first Redleg to hit 40, and he went on to hit 49 that season. By the way, do you know why they were called the Red Legs back then? Yes, because of the communist scare and McCarthy exactly. and all that stuff. Exactly right. Here you go. That's 1954, right. Cleveland beats the Yankees 6-1 and ties the record with 26 wins in the month of August. Hmm. And that tied a record by the Philadelphia A's of 31. Uh, 59, Sandy Koufax on this day breaks Dizzy Dean's National League record of 18 strikeouts in a game. I didn't know Dizzy Dean had 17 or 16 for the record. In 64, ground is broken on Anaheim Stadium, the future home of the Angels. And let's see what else we got here. In 72, American swimmer, uh, Mark Spitz, Spitz, Spitz. wins the Olympic butterfly, 100 meters. He previously won the 200 meter and in 72, that was the Olympics in Munich. Munich, Munich. Munich. Right, you're right, right, you're right, you're right. Olympics uh, don't even in here. In 1972, mm-hmm. working our way up, Soviet gymnast, Soviet gymnast, Olga Corbett wins the balance being a floor exercise for gold at the Munich Olympics, same year. Uh, he filed, she followed it up with a gold in the all-around, so that's when she made her hey, heyday. <laughs> Uh, 1979 at the U.S. Olympics, at the, I'm sorry, at the U.S. Open tennis in the Battle of American Teenagers, Tracy Austin beats Andrea, is it Jaeger or Jaeger? Jaeger, Jaeger. Jaeger in the second round. So the two U.S. teenagers, one 16, beat the 14-year-old. In 1981, the Kansas City Royals today fired Jim Fry as manager and replaced him with Dick Hauser. Uh, in 84, there was a boxer, Pinklin Thomas. Anyone remember him? Pinklin? He beats Tim Witherspoon in 12 for the heavyweight title this day. In 85, horse jockey Angel Cordero Jr. becomes the third jockey to ride horse earnings over 100 million bucks. In 1987, here's a good one, 1987, the Great Potato Incident. Anyone know this one? Minor League. The Williamsport Bills catcher, Dave Bresnahan, attempts to lure an opposing base runner off third base by using a potato carved look like baseball. <laughs> the umpire wow. said you're ridiculous he calls the guy safe probably was out called him safe the catcher is fined fifty dollars which i guess okay and he's released by that team caught the potato felt like a boy 1990 ken and ken jr griffey jr become the first father and son to play on the same team with the mariners plus they both hit back-to-back singles in the first inning and they both scored 1991 university of houston quarterback i thought this guy would make it big in the pros he didn't david klinger 
uh, sets a record with six touchdown passes in the second quarter. <laughs> he threw six in the second quarter as Houston beats Louisiana Tech 73 to 3. In 94, Pentium Computer beats Gary Gasparov in chess. So the computer beat the best chess in the world. Uh, in 97, the Yankees retired Don Mattingly's number 23. In 98, Sammy Sosa hits his 55th home run to tie Mark McGuire at the time. And 30 of those 55 were hit in Wrigley Field. BU Hockey uh, Pucks, 1999, uh, Dino Cicerelli retires. He played from 98 to 99. He played with the North Stars, the Caps, the Red Wings, the Lightning, and the Panthers. He had, a, he had a 1,200 points. He had 1,200 points, 608 goals, and 592 assists. I guess he's a great – I'm sure he's in the Hall of Fame of hockey. Uh, in 2004, Omar Vizquel goes 6 for 7 as Cleveland shuts out the Yankees 22 to nothing. The largest loss in Yankees history, and Cleveland tied a Pittsburgh record for the largest shutout win. And in 2005, Jeremy Hermita of the Mar Miami Marlins became the first player in more than a century and the second ever. He had a grand slam in his first major league at bat. Imagine that. First at bat. It's a grand slam. I have two more. 2005. Uh, Albert Pujols of the Cardinals hits a triple, giving him 100 RBIs and became the first major league player to have 30 RBIs and 100 RBI, 30 home runs and 100 RBIs in his first five seasons. Wow. And uh, 2022, just last year, Shohei Otani becomes the first player to hit 30 home runs and have at least 10 wins as a pitcher something that Babe Ruth never did. And that's happened a lot on this day, August 31st. Gerald. Just want to mention very quickly something interesting about a uh, pre-modern day ball player named Old Horse Radburn, who's listed as a pitcher and as a right fielder. Listen to this. In 1884, he pitched 678 innings. He was 60 and 12 with a 1.38 ERA. He had a short career, 11 years. He pitched 4,500 innings and he was listed as a right fielder and was up over 300 times in that year. No DH. He played the field, guys. Remarkable. <laughs> I wonder how they kept statistics back then and how it, how it got carried over to the modern day for us to know that. Amazing. All right, let's thank you. Let's move on to sports stories by Larry. And by the way, you're sponsored by Rain. I could use some rain down here. Yeah. <laughs> what are your story? My story this week is entitled Dolph Shays, a nice guy who finished first. The six foot eight, 220 pound Bronx born Dolph Shays played power forward and center for the Syracuse Nationals and Philadelphia 76ers between 1949 and 1964. Shays was considered a nice guy with his wide smile and enthusiasm for basketball. That by itself made him one of the most popular professional players of his era. 
But Mr. Nice Guy finished first on the court, too. In his career, Dolph averaged 19 points and 12 rebounds per game. <clears throat> and he was the first player to score 15,000 points. In 1996, Shays was named to the NBA's 50 greatest players of all time. Dolph's high arc two-handed set shot was memorable for his fans. Shays also was well known for a runner to the basket. And he did not miss a beat after the introduction of the 24-second shot clock in the mid-1950s. On a personal note, in the 1950s, Dolph Shays was the first player to get me interested in basketball. I marveled at his two-hand set shot that usually was taken well beyond today's three-point line with an arc that almost hit the rafters. I find today's dunk shot not nearly as appealing as Dolph's two-hand set shot. That completes my story for this week. I'd like to comment. Uh, Fred? Yeah. Larry, also, Dolph Shays also had a great career prior to at, at, at NYU, when NYU was big-time right. college basketball. And I think he also later... I think he was a lady coach in Philadelphia for a while in the NBA. And he, and he had a son, Dan, Danny Shays, who, who right. was an NBA player, yes. but nowhere near as, yeah. as prolific as his father. Right. Steve? Uh, for, he also shot his foul shots underhand and was one of the uh, greatest foul shooters of all time. That was the precursor to Rick Barry. Right. And, uh, and, well. <laughs> the, and the other thing was, uh, you know, he wasn't so great as a spectator. When Danny was playing at Syracuse, mm. a, a ref called a foul against him, and Dolph came screaming, running out of the stands on the floor <laughs> after the referee. <laughs> uh, Mike? I can't verify it, but I believe that Danny Shea has got bar mitzvah at Oakland Jewish Center. Hmm. How do you find out? Well, it's too late. There is no more Oakland Jewish Center. I know. We'll try to find out. Yeah. I think he grew up in Syracuse. Oh, remember. Around still alive, Gerald. I wanted to contrast Dolph Shay's high arc shots with the low, low non arc shots of Tommy Heinsohn, who learned how to play in a church that had a low ceiling. Right, and his shots had no line drive, yes, like line drive. That's right. Yeah. But how many championships did he win? Did you mention that? Did he win any? The Celtics won most of them. Yeah, yeah. With Philadelphia. Did he win any championships? I doubt it. I don't know. Syracuse Nationals. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe in the early fifties. Well, I'm looking at the stats here and forty nine to fifty it says Philadelphia all the way up till oh, his whole career. Philadelphia Warriors, right. That's not Syracuse. Well, I, that's what it says here. Unless there's more. All right. Dave? Now, going back a little bit, you mentioned Angel Cordero. Yeah. He lived a block away from me. <laughs> and uh, he had a miniature horse, which he used to attach to a cart, which, and he drove his kids around the street with it. <laughs> I'm surprised you saw him. Those jockeys are short. <laughs> I lived in Laurelton, which was half, you know, sort of halfway between Belmont and Aqueduct. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very yeah, right. good. Cool. Angel Cordero. Uh, okay, there, uh, Steve. I don't think Danny Shays is bar mitzvah in your synagogue, Michael, because he was born and grew up in Syracuse when his father yeah. was playing. And he went to high school in Syracuse, too. Okay. There you go. That. 
It ends that. Someone yeah, else to chase. But I, you also I played about 20 years. years in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, Gerald? So you could probably Google where he got the mitzvah then. Dolph Shays was on an NBA championship team in 1955. All right. Did he win it? A championship? Won it, yes. 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 Won it. yes. Won it. yes. The Circus Nets, right? Yes. Yeah. Circus yeah. Nets. Yeah. Right. I didn't see Syracuse yeah. on this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was the year before Bill Russell came into the league and won all those championships with the Celtics. Right. All right. All right. Thank you for that story. And let's move on to uh, Michael, your uh, Jets and Yankees rant, if you have any, sponsored oh. this week by Orange Safety Cones. All right. As far as the Jets are concerned, I, I must admit, I did not have access to HBO for a while this summer. So uh, when I did, I was going to watch... Hard Knocks, and I was getting all psyched up to watch Hard Knocks, but I, when I put on my TV and I saw Justified was on, so I started watching Justified, so I really didn't start with Hard Knocks until recently. And when I came out of Hard Knocks, a couple of things. First of all, the Jets look invincible in Hard Knocks, and from watching Hard Knocks, there's no way they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're so organized, and, and they venerate the quarterback like you would not want to believe you never want to see any type of veneration of that nature ever. And uh, the other interesting thing I, I enjoyed watching in Hard Knocks, watching Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson practice against each other, because they are maybe the two best at that position positions in the NBA, and it was fascinating to NFL. watch. NFL. 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 I said NBA. And, uh, you know, that, that's basically Hard Knocks, and uh, – I hope they do well. Uh, it does look like the real culture of the Jets is going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers, but we shall see. We shall see. As far as the Yankees are concerned, I, I tell you, if I was on a couple of weeks ago, I really would have been ranting and raving. This is probably the most annoying Yankee team I have ever seen, and I've been following the Yankees since 1955, and I could, I could pull my hair out with what goes on over and over and over Today it was so sad. I was listening. Susan Waldman was was uh, was uh, interviewing for the last time uh, Harrison Bader, and you can see the uh, sadness in Bader's voice. I've never seen a ball player with greater effort to uh, play so damn damn hard for a team to get let go the way he was let go, and also just the fact that he's uh, on, he's on waivers as he's still playing. It's happened before, but man, oh man, could you imagine me? Imagine being a teacher to know that you've been excessed. And you still have to teach a couple of days more at the current school. And I could go on and on. And, for example, we're talking about the analytics. If you're watching last Sunday's game, the Yanks, again, because I marked this down so I remember, the Yanks against Tampa Bay. So it's 2 nothing Tampa Bay. Rodan was struggling a little bit. And the Yankees tied it up, and they went ahead 4-2. to two. And all season long, you'll never see Rodan pitch this well. He was dealing. And in the fourth inning, he's striking everybody. All of a sudden, a base hit, another base hit. And Boone comes out, and he takes out Rodon, and he puts in Hamilton. And Rodon was livid. You wanted, he was going crazy. And they put in Hamilton. Hamilton gets out of the jam, and he pitches the fifth inning, fine. But in the sixth inning, 
He gets a couple of hits. He's pitching, he's pitching well. Hamlin's very good. And Boone takes him out, and he puts in Wandy Peralta, who blows the game. And I'm saying, no, don't do that. And this is the type of the way the season goes. And he's so crazy with the analytics, like you would not want to believe. And I pull my hair out with the Yankees over and over again. <laughs> and this is, this is my problem. So what I did was, uh, this was on April 13th, April 13th, when the Yankees were just at the precipice of really being written off for the season. And I was so unhappy. I wrote the following little essay. It's about five minutes to read. And here's how it went. <laughs> Let's assume there's a puddle in the street in front of your beautiful house. Sadly, you learn you have a mainline leak in your basement. Very often leaks occur, and this can be due to age of a pipe, a weakness of the pipe, leak fittings or joints or movements in the ground. Obviously, if you do absolutely nothing, considerable damage will be occurring to your home, which leads to my analogy. These bumbling bomber Yankees were once like that beautiful home that began the season with an ace, near <laughs> aces, other talented stars. Anybody has ever witnessed, and the Yankees have a bullpen, this was then, that the best in baseball, and their closer has become completely dependable for the most part. Nevertheless, these Yankees are not only in last place in the AL East, they are sinking deeper and deeper into that position with each successive series loss. Following the All-Star game, they have been playing crappier and crappier with a devastating ninth inning walk-off defeat today being their absolute worst loss of the season. That was a couple of days after that stupid Rodan game. Now, comparing this to the aforementioned owner with the mainline pipe leaking, Surely he found the best reasonably priced plumber, had a new pipe installed, and he was good to go in his beautiful home. As for our leaking, collapsing Yankees, what are Steinbrenner, Cashman, and Boone doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. They're doing nothing. Somewhere (laughs) during the season, the Yankees could have continued contending at least for a postseason berth. Instead, nothing was done, nothing to stop the bleeding. And now this team is free-falling into oblivion. Imagine, if you will, a lifeguard pulls a drowning swimmer out of the ocean, and while he's struggling to breathe, lifeguards and EMS decide to do nothing. The Yankees were that breathing swimmer, but nothing was done, and today, all intents and purposes, they were left to die in the AL cellar. That's it. I'm done here. All my previous Facebook posts and suggestions (laughs) are self-explained. If you follow Facebook, I did a lot of complaining. By the way, and this is when he still stunk, I noticed Luis Severino is scheduled to pitch Tuesday against Atlanta, arguably the best team in baseball. Duh. And he got clobbered that game before he realized he got good. And the last analogy I could think of, if you're uh, into the Bible, think of Noah in the Bible, knowing that the floods were coming, and he did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> now they're trying to pick up these young kids. All right? That's, what, the that's okay. what I have to say. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Gerald? I'm going to make two comments. Mike, here's my cynical uh, analysis of the Yankees and, and the playoffs. 
I think Hal Steinbrenner took a sharp pencil and decided, you know, we're not going to go anywhere in the postseason. So on an economic basis, let's cut bait and raise the white flag. That's my first thought. Second one is you said Bader was on waivers uh, while he was playing. Back in the day, teams regularly put sometimes their stars on waivers in an effort to see what the interest level was. And then, of course, they'd withdraw them. Except, Fred, when it comes to the Mets and Tom Seaver and knowing how to protect mm-hmm. players on the roster and all. That's an exception. 1977. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you guys a question about waivers? When a guy is placed on waivers, okay, he's out there for anybody to select, does the first team that asks for him or requests him have dibs on him, or is there like a, a, no. a pecking order of who oh. gets him? It, it goes in order of who has the worst record. Right. The, worst record. Right. Yeah. the first team that claims him, that's it. Yes. Right. Now, right. once a team claims him, can they pull him out, pull him off waivers? Yes, like, yes, yes, they've done that regularly. Mark. So if but, the, the Reds claim Bader today, we said that, right? Could right. the Yankees at that point say, no, we want to keep him? Yes. Mark, as a matter sometimes, of fact, Mark, I think the Yankees would even put Mickey Mantle on waivers just to see what the interest level was. And of course, yeah, but, but I think it was on the, on the Met broadcast. They made a point sometimes. This happened, I think, with Randy Myers, where a team claimed him not because they wanted him, but they didn't want him to go to another team. Block it. I think yeah. San Diego. Block didn't want, I think. Yeah. I forget. They, they. They. San Diego claimed them to prevent them from going to Atlanta. I think they said. Yeah. They, they used. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the Yankees got stuck with with, with Jose Canseco. Right. Oh, the matter of blocking. Blocking. Right. Fate. Right. They maybe, maybe. As opposed to uh, releasing, like they did with Donaldson. That's just a release. Bye. Right. right. Yeah, not waivers. So right, when, Danny, when they release Donaldson, yeah. he becomes a free agent. He could sign with anybody. Right. Right. While you were away, Mike, I, I did the comment that there's a common denominator to the Yankees. And the one thing that really bugs me the most about everything that's been going on is reminds me of the story of the, of the dumb guy that keeps banging his head against the wall. And if you ask him, why do you keep doing that? It's just because it feels so good when the pain goes away. Why do the Yankees, they don't do anything about the fact that they strike out 16 times a game? Right. That, that is a real reason. You know, they had good swings. Yeah. The season. Yeah, you know, right. and, then, and then you look, at, you look yeah. at today's game. You know, Volpe right. ties it up in the top of the ninth with a three-run homer, two out, and the tenth inning, they throw the ball away and lose the game. Yeah. Again, once you get to the tenth inning, it's like we don't like the rule. We don't like that ghost rule. So okay, but the rule is there. Yeah, what are yeah, you like do? ghost man. I don't <laughs> like it. Do? Danny, Danny, they have a new hitting coach. Times a game. How do you expect to win? Danny, don't forget they have a new hitting coach. The Yankees. Yeah, he, he taught him how how to strike out. So he, uh, the Yankees had five. Yankees had five hits today. DJ DJ Lemayu loves the new hitting coach. Right. Right. All of this conversation, I would always be defending the Yankees because I'm a diehard fan. This year, I cannot defend them. I noticed the level that they stink. How the heck do you put Stanton up fourth with that batting average? Anybody who could throw a high fastball could strike him out. It's unbelievable. You see that home run they hit the other day? Was it close to 500 feet? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Milton. Torrey had the guts of putting putting A Rod in sixth or seventh place in the playoffs, yeah. right? Eighth, eighth, I think. Eighth, 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 whatever it was. They had their Milton. Milton. How do you, how do you think Beta felt personally? No, you know when he found out about it on ESPN. It's crazy. Tell him. You know, well, they interviewed I mean, him. He yeah. says, "What does waivers mean?" He didn't. Even, right, I know, but he didn't know what it was. You know, years ago, you didn't have to announce it. And it, when you, you, still didn't, you still didn't have to announce it. This was leaked by somebody oh. in the in the commi- in the commissioner of baseball's office. Oh, is that right? Was, that's yeah. why it was leaked. That's why all the players, because you heard about the six guys on the Angels. Yeah. This and and that's what Buck Showalter alluded to that comment yesterday in his post in in his post uh, post game press conference. Somebody leaked this because you, you, years ago you would never know. You know, oh. it'd be rumored, but it was never known like this. Okay, Mike. Yeah, uh, with regard to Bader, uh, I believe the Yankees were doing him a favor, right? Because yeah. it, my understanding is this is the last day, August 31st, right. in which a player can be picked up by right. another team and play in the playoffs. That's right. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. If the yeah. Yankees want to sign him again, they can sign him again. Yeah. yeah Just like true. when they did when they traded a Roldis Chapman, they re-signed him. Yeah. Right. And the Cubs, and, yeah, um, I'm back. With regard to Noah and the Ark, did uh, did he invite a pair of termites on board? Only their hairdressers does for sure. Yeah. All right, thank you for that. Let's move on. Uh, Giant New York Giants stuff by Fred, sponsored Giant. by AstroTurf. This is a short, quiet report. Giants have had a great have had, had a great preseason. No injuries. All twenty-two guys who they thought might be starters are starters. They're starting some rookies on defense. It's good. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I think the Giants are going to go eleven and six and make the playoffs. That would be nice. Anybody? And Fred, uh, somebody in the Giants. Um, is, is one of those losses going to be to the Jets? No. 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 And, and matter of fact, now that that game has a little bit of spice, I'm, I didn't see the hard the hard knocks episode. I read about it. Between the guy in the Giants, Ward and Rogers, and, right, and, right, and, and right. it wasn't a legal block by Cobb that put a guy in the con- concussion protocol. So, uh, week eight, October 29th, Jets, Giants 28, Jets a, 17. Right, don't bother us on that day. <laughs> right. October 29th. Right. Anybody else want to comment on Giants? Stuff? Giants are going to be better than you thought. Uh, let's move they, on. Mike, Mike, and they're going to have a better record in Virginia. Than Jets. Jets are going to be 10 and 7. Uh, Mike, your report sponsored by one dollar bills. One dollar bills. One dollar bill. bill. Hey, that's your sponsor this week. All right, glad to get some cash. Um, Well, the Washington sports scene is basically fairly quiet, I guess. So you could say the Nationals have had a good month. They are seventeen and ten for August, going into tonight's game. They have one more to go. So, given their status in the National League. That's a pretty good month for them. But that's not what I want to talk about today. There's only one superstar in this city, and that is Alex Ovechkin playing for the Caps, of course. And so a little little about him. As you may know, he's chasing Wayne Gretzky for the all-time goals scoring title. He has 822 going into the season. Gretzky had 892. So we have a a difference of 70 going into this season. So we'll talk about what are the prospects that he will get there. 
He will turn 38 years of age in September. He's listed at 6'2", 235. That might be slightly under what he actually is. He looks a little bigger than that. But uh, one of the things about that is that most teams don't fool around with him. He's uh, big and tough. He hits uh, a lot of hits in games. Uh, most of the players who get hit or even try to hit him find out that it's better to just uh, look elsewhere and deal with other players. Um, he was drafted in 2004 by Washington. He was the first uh, person drafted that year. He came from Dynamo uh, Moscow, where he had actually played for five years. So he, he, he was about 20 when he came to Washington. So he had been playing as a teenager uh, in Russia. He's been a, a three-time MVP for, uh, as a Washington cap, and they have won one Stanley Cup while he was there. That was in 2018, 2017-18 season. So it's already been, well, it'll be six years uh, from, from that time. Uh, we could comment and talk about why Washington has gone downhill, basically stayed with their older players for way too long. But this is about whether Ovechkin can reach Gretzky's goal or not. In 2000, the season 2021-22, Ovechkin had 50 goals. Last season, 22-23, he had 42 goals. So he's still and and generally over the last several years, other than the COVID shortened season, he has hit closer to 50 than uh, to, to 40 or 30. So now he's 38. Uh, he has a favorite shot. Everybody knows what his favorite shot is. He sets up on the left side and he tries uh, during power plays and tries to get it in. And as one of, the, one of the players commented, everybody knows what's coming and they still can't stop it. He, he hits the puck uh, up to 100 miles per hour. Uh, it's just difficult for the, for the goalie to react. The other thing I'll mention about what the Caps do with him is you will see at the end of games where they are leading by a goal or two and the other team has pulled their goalie, you will see Ovechkin on the ice. So obviously they're trying to help him along, and he does get a fair number of empty nut goals. And of course, he's on the power play, gets a lot of goals on that too. Anyway, his prospects for getting uh, to and passing Wayne Gretzky, I'd say are pretty good. 70 goals will take two more years. Of course, he could get a crippling injury, but he, he hasn't had a crippling injury. Minor stuff over his career to date, and he's been around for a lot of years. So I think the chances are pretty good, but we will see what we will see. That's my report for this week. Uh, all right, got a couple of comments. Yeah, Mike. Michael? Yes. Uh, here's the thing. I, I have, I'm very impressed with Ovechkin. He's the greatest, uh, one of the greatest uh, hockey players I've ever seen. The people down where you live, uh, what's the opinion of Ovechkin? Considering that there's a, a story that he's a big time Putin supporter. Yeah, that makes it into the papers occasionally. He tries to keep quiet about it. He, he tries to uh, defer questions and uh, not not have to say too much about that. But it's true. He was apparently personally friendly with uh, Putin. And so these days, it's just something he probably uh, would just as soon did not come up. Uh, so you guys in in uh, Washington and Virginia, you're you're pulling for him. Are you pulling for him to break the record? Well, if the Caps were a better team, 
such that he was actually harming them by uh, so much focus on his getting more goals, I would say I would not be pulling for that. But under the circumstances, uh, this is a rebuilding team. Now, Hershey, which is their, whatever you call it, AAA farm club, their top farm club, they won the American Hockey League last year. So there must be some young talent down there, and maybe uh, the team will start to improve. They've kept the same general manager for years, and uh, he promises to, to build the team back up and all that stuff. For now, given the, the status of the team not even making the playoffs last year, yeah, I'd like to see Ovechkin set the record, but we'll see. I thought our era, we loved Wayne, at least I loved Wayne Gretzky, and I would hate anyone to break his record. <laughs> um, he's pretty good about it. He, he's quoted as saying that he wants to be there uh, if and when uh, Ovechkin breaks the record, and he wants to be the first person to shake Ovechkin's hand. Okay, I can he's see very that. very gracious. I can see that. But again, the point that, I don't know, him being Russian, uh, um, I would think more people, um, well, I'm just guessing, that more people would be against him from breaking the record. Could be. Yeah, but okay. okay. Anybody else want to comment on that story? All right. Thank you for the story. Good, good, good. We'll watch him as the season goes. I know I, know I usually check the, they don't call it the box score, what do they call it? The recap uh, uh, each morning to see if he did score a goal or not. And when I and personally, if I see he did not score a goal, I go, yes, <laughs> that's me. That's me. All right, let's go on. Tomorrow should be a very interesting day in, in New York baseball as the Mets have called up Ronnie Mauricio. And I assume he's going to be playing left field. That's where they're projected for him to come up and play. And of course, the, no, no, I don't know. I thought. Not second base because he's been playing second base down the minors. I thought he'd been playing left second base and left field. Well, we'll, oh, see. Maybe. we'll, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, someone says, you know, he hasn't really mastered, he's been terrible on the field, but he certainly can hit. So let's have him hit, you know, DH. Forget about Vogel. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny Vogelback. Vogelback, Vogelback, right. How fast I forget him. And of course, the Yankees are bringing up Jason Dominguez, the Martian. Huh? The Martian? the Martian? You know why he's called the Martian? Yep. Well, tell us why. He has, body, he has a body like me, that's why. <laughs> because of his other worldly tools. I don't know what they, they I tried reading. What they, <laughs> why is he called the Martian? But that's his, that's been his name throughout. And they're also calling up this catch at Austin Wells. So again, these guys will be playing. They said Dominguez will play in center. He'll play some left. And uh, we'll see. He was doing well in triple uh, triple A, but he had, hasn't played a full year of triple A. He was just brought up a few weeks ago. He's only been up a week. A week. Nine games. A week. Nine games. But, but I guess yeah. the teams are not going anywhere. Let's see them. Let's see him play. Uh, let's see. What as of today, and and I've been talking about this a few times about the the top ten batters in each league and how yeah. many are batting above. Uh, a 300. As of today, this morning, only three American leaguers were batting 300 or better. Three! Mm -hmm. And there were six in the National League. Did, did you also notice that, remember a few weeks ago, it was 
almost a foregone conclusion that Araz was going to win the Banning title. I have that also. Not, I, not anymore. My prediction, let me see if I can find this in my notes here, skip it around. I think, it's very right. I think Freddie Freeman will catch Lewis Araz for the Banning yeah. title. Right now, Araz is plus 11. Starting right. today, 349 yeah. to uh, 338. And right. watch out for Ronald Acuna. Cunha, he's at 334. Right. So I think he will catch him with one month to go. Let's see. Interesting. Remember the big lead he had? The sure thing, right? Yes. The Marlins yes. are below 500 now. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the big question everyone's talking about, will Showalter be back? Will Boone be back? Will Cashman be back? I think Cashman and Boone will both be back. It's my opinion. Showalter, I don't know. What do you guys think? No. Let's see. One of the uh, Gerald, you go first. As far as Showalter is concerned, I don't want to see him back. At first, I was excited, and I don't want him back for one reason. And I know I mentioned this previously. Met players get hit a lot, and there's no retaliation. I believe Alonzo's been hit twenty times this year. Show a little life. Don't defiantly look on the top step of the dugout. Do something. Hit a hit a batter. Come on. We're we're a pin cushion. Twenty the other twenty nine teams in baseball know there's no problem in hitting a met batter because there'll never be any retaliation. That's why I want him out. He, he does not have the players back. There's no retaliation in all of baseball with that because, well, because pitchers they, don't hit. Well. You know what really? I think, right, Gerald and everybody. You know what I think about Alonzo, and they were talking about it on FAN. He's not popular. I don't think they like him, and that's why he gets hit so much. They wouldn't look at Judge. They don't hit. They wouldn't dare hit Judge because he'll scare the crap out of you. Alonzo, for some reason, I don't think he's that popular. I don't think he's liked on his team. And uh, who the heck knows? Maybe Showalter doesn't like him either. Uh, you, don't you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know. You yeah. Know. He's my favorite Met. I do not want to see him traded. Oh, of course, he's, he's gone after the season. I with forty home runs a season, over a hundred RBIs. Thought DJ Stewart's your favorite Met. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a game last night! That's a career. Starting right field. Starting right fielder next year. My God. Okay. But I, I don't want to see him go. Uh, Showalter, I'm not too sure about. We always like Showalter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do over the winter. And I heard Boone and Cash will be back. They will. Let's see. Uh, Otani going to get a. Herbie's going to get a second opinion on his tear. I don't know if he's going to get the surgery or not. And uh, only time will tell for that. But he'll 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 definitely be your MVP. Well, Ronald Lacuna is your MVP in the National. He has to have. He has to get to 502 at bats. He doesn't. He's not. He's 489 right now. Yeah, but you, you know, there's. Do you know about months. the rule? Do you know about the rule in baseball that if you don't get to 502 at bats, this this is how I think Tony Tony Gwynn won a batting title. Mark, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That if he's like 13 at bats less, you make believe. You go 0 for 13, you still would have won. You make believe. Yeah. Which is baloney. Anyway, uh, welcome back, Michael Brantley from the Astros, a guy, you know, yeah. popular guy. 14 months he hasn't played from a mm, shoulder wow. surgery. Took 14, an outfielder, took 14 yeah. months. Good player. 
good, good player. player. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how he comes back. He's only been back a couple of days. Uh, as mentioned last week, the Mexicans retired Dwight Gooden, 16, Strawberries, 18, on different days. I thought Originally, I thought they'd be you know, both the same no, day. Separate right. days. Separate Two of my day. favorite Yankees, by the way. <laughs> um, where did I hear that um, people wanted Carter's? Carter's yeah, eight to be retired before them. Mm-hmm. Posthumously, I don't know. Maybe down the line they would. I don't know. Uh, I because Carter was one of my favorite Mets of all time when he was playing. Uh, the White Sox last week fired their top executive Kenny Williams and GM Rick Hahn. They both were with the team a very, very long time. And we read today that a man named Chris Getz, not Stan Getz, Chris Getz. was the saxophone player, right? Stan Getz. Chris- Chris Getz, senior an, vice president and GM. He was, he was an infielder or somewhere. I don't remember, remember playing. I do. Yeah, Getz, yeah. Uh, yeah he was named, he was named today. He's been with the team as assistant GMs mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and so he is not taking over. Now, here's a very – Gerald, well, I'm going to roll. Weren't, weren't, there, weren't there some uh, fans at the White Sox Park uh, who were hit by bullets? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get to that, too. I have that coming up um, before we get there. Talking about that division, that American League Central Division. What teams are there? There's the Twins. Twins, Indians. In, well, Guardians. Guardians. White Sox. Royals. Tigers. Tigers. So it's it's – Obviously, it's the worst division in the entire baseball, but I want to see how bad they really were. So a few minutes before we went on the uh, air here, I wanted to add up all their wins, all their losses. This is what they had going into today. Total wins, 286. Now Total losses, 387. <laughs> That's now how it's, bad this division is. Now it's 287. Oh, they got to win today. Tigers won today. Ronald Acuna, 334 going in today. He's closing in on 60. He has the 60 steals. He has 29 home runs, closing in on 30 homers. No one has ever, ever in baseball had 60 steals and 30 or more home runs. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, He he became the fourth player to ever have 25 homers and 60 stolen bases. And the other three great players, Joe Morgan, Ricky Henderson, already in the Hall of Fame, and Eric Davis. And he plays every day. He plays every day. You you saw what happened, that he was knocked over on the field. You guys see that? Oh, yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Fans came in to take a selfie of him. Yeah, they wanted a picture with him. One guy came up to him, wanted a selfie, and he was quickly taken away. Then another guy came running and somehow knocked him over, bumped into yeah. him and knocked him over. I hope his brother is a good player. That's the that's the whole deal here. Yeah, in other words, like we don't want, like, like I said last week, you don't want a Hank Aaron, Tommy Aaron situation. <laughs> or Tommy uh, Gwynn and his son. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, they're hoping that he's, that, that uh, what's his name? Ar- Archangel? Archangel? Uh, Archangel, I think, something like that. Name to, that name has to go. It's not a good name. It's not a good baseball. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's call him Angel. Uh, um, 
he's projected to be starting second baseman next year. What's it going to do for McNeil? Put him in the outfield what? somewhere? They're going to skip AAA with him because he's playing in Double A now. That's what they said. I don't know. That's what I'm reading. I read. Who knows? He may, you know, spring training. He may go one for thirty. Who knows? Mm. Longtime manager and future Hall of Famer Terry Francona of Cleveland may step down after this season. He's mm -hmm. really a Hall of Famer. Uh, both. Oh yeah. Of yeah, but he's ill too. What's that? Forever. He's got heart problems yeah, yeah i'm saying he's gonna problems. step down uh he it, this is the 11th year with cleveland and he led the red sox to two world series mm -hmm. he led cleveland to six playoffs and they were in the world series in 2016 mm -hmm. lost to the cubbies but uh yeah he, he may step down after this year uh any of you met fans i'm a met fan you want to see edwin diaz back in pitching this year just to see if he what he, what he has? Yeah, I, I no. think he should pitch at least no. one game. Just be a just little for, bit, just for his own peace of mind, and be a home game to play the trumpet song. Yeah, they'll bring him back. They'll bring the trumpet guy Did back you, home. Mark, do you have it? Yours about who's going to throw out the first ball September 29th? No, I don't. Well, who was that? Who? Daniel Daniel Murphy. Oh, really? Bringing they're bringing him back for that? Yeah, he's throwing out the first pitch September 29th. Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> Uh, the Mets held a video tribute to Max Scherzer the other night with the Rangers <laughs> yeah. being in. And as far as I know, there were more boos than he They should have been. They did one for Escobar also. Yeah, Escobar. But, but not for Dominic Leone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to the game on, on Sunday? No, I, I gave my tickets away. Oh, okay. I'm having a family event. Uh -huh. uh, let's see. Miguel Cabrera. He's, he'll be a Hall of Famer in five years. Oh, my God. What a, absolutely. Do you think he's a steroid user? No, no absolutely no. not. How do, you, no. how do you know? How do you know? Just don't think. No, it. no, it's just you a know, custom. When everyone was taking them. What do you think? Every, every play with great statistics is? Every Latin, you think every Latin yeah, play with great guy statistics? Guy like that? Well, let's see. Purple crown, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. It's a career. He's just playing out the schedule. You know, he has 510 home runs. So 510. Somebody has 510 already? No. I don't know. 511. No, I, 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 509. No, Where's Sheffield? Yeah. 511. Mellot. 511. 512. What was Eddie Matthews? I'd like to have him hit a few more home runs to be most career home Alex Cobb, too bad how he's oh, not on. He came one out short of a no, no hitter the other day. You know, for a guy like him, he's been around so many years. A two out single, pitching a no hitter, and a guy on the red, Spencer Steer, had a single, um, and he did strike out the last batter, had a one hitter. Good for him. But he also threw 130 some odd pitches. Yeah, so maybe yeah. his career, maybe they figured this is the last year. Uh, Johan Santana, yeah. Yeah, and that was a good story that uh, that that uh, that uh, um, Clark Schmidt's father flew yeah. the yeah. team to Tampa yeah. this week. I thought yeah. that was a cool story, right? Father being a pilot at mm -hmm. Delta, and he flew yeah. the team down. And the Orioles are going to are going to retire and honor Adam Jones. They're a long time oh, which I think is a you know he was questionable Hall of Famer too, but I think his career mm -hmm. was cut short. 
And uh, do you see anyone see the bat, the pencil bat? You guys got to Google this. Uh, Bryson, B-R-Y-S-O-N, Stott, S-T-O-T-T. He's oh, a shortstop so for the Phillies. Yeah, Google Bryson Scott pencil bat. There's a bat that looks like a number two pencil that he used. <laughs> you have to see this picture of this pencil bat. <laughs> no one saw it. Google it. Bryson Scott pencil bat. And you'll see it looks exactly like a pencil, but it's a bat. Uh, say goodbye yeah. to Noah Syndergaard. You want the Mets to pick him up to uh, yeah. finish his career? No. Yeah. No? Maybe. No. What do you got pitching? Who's pitching? The Yankees pick him Mark, up. Mark, he, he said he wanted to be a Met, and then he went to the Angels. The hell with him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's, he has an arm still, you know. The Cleveland uh, DFA'd him. Uh, David Robinson. You know, the, the, the Marlins just dropped off what they were playing so well. Yeah, no, no. So he, he was closing for them. Now he's it's no longer really closing for them. Bad. Really? He's, he's rather yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Yankees are eyeing this new Japanese pitcher, Yoshin Obu Yakamoto. Right, it's a righty pitcher, high 90s, four seam fastball, splitter, cutter, curveball. 12 and 5 this year, 1.42 ERA, only 18 games. I wonder why only 18 games. Striking at 128, walking 20 and 127 innings. They're looking to, I don't know, what do they call it? Post him? Have him posted by Japan. So the Yankees, he'd like to come to the Yankees. And what was that story we were talking about? The uh, the shooting of two women in the bleaches? Yes. Guaranteed rape field in Chicago oh, last no. Friday night. <laughs> don't they have how do they don't they check when coming in? Uh, 40, Chicago. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the bleaches they don't. Forty two year old was shot twice in the upper upper thigh and calf and transported to a hospital, was in fair condition. 26-year-old woman had a graze wound to her abdomen but refused a medical attention. <laughs> I haven't heard anything else to happen. And congratulations to the team from California as they beat Curacao. You saw the World Series, uh, Little League World Series. That's my baseball stories. Anybody have any? Who, what do you say? The baseball bat. There, there it is. The pencil. See the picture Gerald has up? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something? Yes, sir. Let me move on. Uh, the team that won the Little League World Series, our daughter, Chloe, is a prof not a professional, but she's a budding ice skate, uh, figure skating champion. And they practice at this uh, field where the L.A. Kings practice. And uh, that's the same place, uh, uh, that area where the Little League championship team comes from. So our family in California is very familiar with the team and the peep, the players, and, that, and all that. It's pretty cool. So they're going bananas in California. And they're called the El Segundo, California. Right, right. Whatever the El Segundo means. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's where the Staples Center was. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, they, they won. <laughs> uh, Fred. 
You're muted, Fred. Hey, Fred, Fred you're, you're muted. Muted. Corrales. Pat Corrales. Well, you, we didn't get the first fight. What, what about Pat Corrales? Pat, he passed away. Passed oh, away. He did. Pat Corrales. I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I yeah. didn't have that. I didn't have that. He must have passed away once this, just when we started the show. Huh? Yes, no, yesterday. They wasn't any them. of my stories. Okay. They announced so, it on the Met game. Uh, do you have any transactions for us in, in, in football, uh, Roger? Did you do anything? No, I didn't do anything, Mark. No? Okay. So, did you see the Jets' Corey Davis suddenly retired? Yeah. Why do you yeah. think he just suddenly retired? You think because he got scared because all of Aaron Rodgers' old cronies from Green Bay came over and they made the team? <laughs> no, because I think he would have been, been picked up by somebody. If they cut him, he was bummed so out. Why didn't he continue his career? Maybe we got something in his personal life that we don't know about. I, I think he he saw the writing on the wall. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trey Lance again. How he should be here? The the Forty Nine has traded Trey Lance to the Cowboys. Mike, you have any comments on that? Uh on that. Well, I mean, it shows, of course, that the 49ers made a bad mistake in draft, giving up as much as they did. Uh, a lot of question about why did Dallas want uh, Trey Lance, but you never know. Um, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan had a conception, and they tried to uh, feed it with a guy that could pass and run. He wanted to uh, develop the running game uh, out of the quarterback position for San Francisco, which some other teams have done successfully. But, you know, the downside of that is they can get hurt. And uh, so Lance broke his ankle in the second game that he, he started. And that was it. And, you know, those of us in Washington remember Robert Griffin, the third, yeah. had one wonderful year and then uh, got badly hurt. And uh, the next thing you knew, he was out of football. So that's the downside. Well, in any case, the bigger problem for the 49ers right now is signing uh, Nick Bosa. Uh, that con that negotiation continues uh, day after day, and uh, everybody who's a 49er fan is nervous about getting them into camp because the chances of uh, an injury rise if he doesn't have proper uh, uh, training, and also uh, you know it takes a while to round into top shape. So have to see what happens there. The only other thing to report uh, from the West Coast, since our West Coast rep isn't here is that the Giants brought up their top prospect, San Francisco Giants brought up their top prospect, pitcher named Kyle Harrison. Pitched very well in his first outing, got a win, I think. Uh, went about six innings or thereabouts, had a lot of strikeouts and got a win. So we'll see. I mean, you know, this kind of thing can happen and September isn't always indicative of what a player will do over his career, but this, uh, this guy looks like the real deal. He should write his name down, follow his progress. Get a baseball card, Mark. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Kyle Harrison. <laughs> Kyle Harrison. Okay, we'll check him out. He may be in the Bowman set. They do all of So Trey Lance was only uh, traded to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick. Yeah. How fast have we have fallen? Right? And after uh, the 49ers made traded premium picks to get him. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Three, three first to get one first. Right. Plus a third. Right. And gave up a third as well. Right. The um I've got a comment there from Roger. What do you got? Yeah, just, I mean, being a Raider fan, I mean, picking quarterbacks in the first round is, can be tricky. I mean, uh, we got burned big time with Jamarcus Russell, Todd Marinovich. These guys were real real stars in college and stuff. And uh, they got Fred. 
Yeah. You know, say, there's so many guys like that, Roger. You remember Joey Harrington, Achilles Smith? Depends who you end up with. Russell. The system you end up with. The team, the system. Even Marcus with Peyton Mariota. Manning that time, you remember the Colts were, yeah. we're going to take him, we're going to take Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf right, turned right. into a complete bust. And he was like a 6'5", 240, 50, you know, it seemed like the prototype type quarterback. Right. Complete zero when he was you know, San Diego. Right, right. There was a lot of discussion about that. There wasn't, yeah, yeah. You know. Things could have been very different. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. And, and what's the story with the uh, Arizona Cardinals? Uh-huh. They released Colt McCoy. Okay, he was 36 years old, but he was a you know a quality uh, quarterback. Yeah. And now they're left with a Joshua Dobbs, a Clayton Toon, T-U-N-E. That's a good beat beat. Uh, unless they pick somebody up. And I read a story today. Right away before the season starts, they're they're tanking <laughs> the season. Yeah. To get Caleb Williams, the uh, quarterback from well, USC. Yeah, their, their, uh, first, their first two games are against Washington and the Giants. So, so. We'll see. Uh, and there's a story that Matthew Stafford, he's 35 years old. He's still the quarterback for the, the Rams. But the story was said that, I thought it was very funny, he's having difficulty connecting with his teammates due to his age. Right, he don't speak the same languages as the twenty-two, three, four, five-year-olds, uh, and uh, very interesting. He says he he actually feels old. <laughs> so who knows how long he's going to be gone with the Rams? And the Giants are going to sign uh, Prince. Uh, I can, how you say his name? They did that already last last week. They did it last week. Akamura, yeah, I know he means one day contract. How do you say it? Anyone can say it? I forget his name. I know. Yeah, the the safety. We all know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, safety. Akamura. Akamura. Yeah, 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 that's easy for you to say. Yeah, he signed a one day contract to retire as a. And you know, I'm sure we've. Michael, I'm sure, uh, finally, you probably said this. Uh, there's a lot of uh, people coming out of the woodwork, Jet fans who, who are Jet fans, who wouldn't say they're Jet fans, are coming out of the walls because of the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers hoopla and all that. Uh, you're seeing a lot more Jets gear as you go right. in the New York area. You see a lot more people wearing the green right. than recent years. I just put a flag in front of my house. <laughs> it's the doctor's office uh, this, this this week. I'm sitting there waiting for my turn. A guy comes in with a hat. He's wearing a jer- green jersey. He yes. also has a, 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 a jet jacket. <laughs> I said, you're a fan, right? He gave me a look. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, what else do we have? Isn't, isn't a great story about the Mar Hamlin make, making the final rush of the Buffalo? Yeah, good for good for him. Let's see if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Good for him. If happy to be alive. If if he was really hurt, <laughs> with all those rumors that he was a phony. What? Oh God! I don't know. Did you hear that the Tennessee Titans had a story? Uh, their cor- their cornerback Caleb Farley, his father died last week. Yeah. There was an explosion. In yeah. his house in North Carolina, Robert Farley, the father, was sixty-one. 
the Titans will do anything or everything possible to support Caleb and his family. Sorry to hear about that. Um, and talk about that Caleb Williams who projected to USC. win the Heisman and be number one pick. USC had their first game last week. They won 56-28. They start so with four touchdown passes. Uh, and uh, he's off and running for that. Uh, again, Sanford, California, Oregon State, even SMU. Washington. Washington State. State. They're awaiting the ACC to be admitted. Um, but not, no news on that yet. And they're going to change the name of the conference to Atlantic and Pacific Conference? Uh, yeah. Atlantic, yeah. ACC. Yeah. Everyone's playing in their old conferences this year. This was start next year. There was a death in football. If I mention the guy's name, everyone should remember this guy, Maxie Bourne. Oh, yeah. Oh, linebacker. Maxie Bourne. Eagle, Eagles, Georgia Tech. Yeah, 85 natural causes. Former Eagle and Ram. Linebacker, <laughs> and he also played center, I guess, early in his career. College Hall of Famer from Georgia Tech. Played for Bobby Dodd, who was a name. Uh, he's in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Not the NFL Hall of Fame, the Eagles Hall of Fame. Played six seasons with the Eagles. Second round pick in 1960. He was on the 1960 Eagles championship that beat the Packers. And he was with the Rams from 66 to 70. He was assistant coach with Georgia Tech from 72 and 73. Then back to the pros as a player coach with Washington. After his playing days, he coached the Colts, the Lions, the Vikings, and Tampa Bay. He also coached Cornell in the Ivy League and won the Ivy League title in 88. Uh, he's, he was a finalist for this year's senior category for the NFL Hall of Fame. And I don't think if he was named, he went past that. Maxie Mark, Mark, I think he was a two-way player. Yeah, I had Lee linebacker and center. In the early days, they did two-way players, right? Yeah, like Chuck Bednarik. He played both ways. Yeah, yeah but to play with the Eagles, that's the same positions. <laughs> right? Linebacker and center. That's what Bethman Derrick did, too. Any of you guys watch? Okay, Mike. Uh, two comments. Uh, my daughter is on, uh, on the faculty out at Stanford, and she says that the alumni are up in arms and putting huge pressure on the university to uh, – find a uh, tie with a conference and get uh, get their, their football program back on its feet again, you could say. So, I, you know, I thought, you know, Stanford is in a kind of a funny position where they could go in a number of different directions. But she says that uh, they're being sort of cornered by their alumni and uh, you're going to they're, they're going to try to try to do the best they can to get back into it. The other thing I want to say is that if you follow the 49ers, like, like I do, one of the things you come to realize is they have not done well with their first draft choices over the last several years. It's not completely bad, but Solomon Thomas was one of them. He's out of Stanford, actually, was a, was a dud. Still kicking around. Uh, Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, he's with the Jets. They, they, did not, uh, they did not pick up the option to, uh, to keep him on. He was gotten because they traded away DeForest Buckner, who was an all pro defensive tackle. Uh, but it had to do with salary constraints, salary cap constraints. And they took Kinlaw with the first round draft choice. And he's a dud. Uh, they got Bosa, they got Ayuk, they got a, a guy named Mike McGlinchey, 
who was their right tackle for two or three years, but he left, right? He's with Denver. Now he got a very nice offer with Denver. And then they took Lance, and we all know about that. The only other thing is that cost them two more first-round draft choices. So they didn't draft in the first round the last couple of years. So other than Bosa uh, and Ayuk, who's a pretty good player, uh, this hasn't right. been uh, this hasn't been a place where the 49ers have thrived. And John Lynch, yeah. is it John Lynch? John Lynch is there at GM, right? Yes, John. Yeah, it was one of, maybe it was one of you guys made the point that if Purdy hadn't come through last year after the way that uh, uh, Lance had sort of failed uh, and with, uh, you know, that these guys would be on the hot seat. But if yeah. Purdy continues yeah. to play well, then they're not on the hot seat because they'll be a contender. Let's see how they do with him this year. Yep. They may be on a hot seat before we know it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, any of you guys watching or following this uh, FIBA Fiber World Cup basketball tournament going on? Yeah, I've been watching them. Yeah, yeah, they're in the second round. The U.S. has not lost, and uh, they're playing Montenegro Friday tomorrow. The second round. I think this is a knockout round. Yeah, yeah, knockout round. Montenegro is two and one. Two and one. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with there. Uh, Lakers are going to honor Kobe Bryant with a statue finally in front of Crypto Arena, which I think was cool. Um, let's see. LIU. Any of you guys go to LIU? No. Yeah, I did. I, I almost went to LIU. Uh, coming off a 3-26 and basketball season Ooh. under – Coach Rod Strickland, right, <laughs> former NBA player, uh, he he recruited his two sons to come play for him this year. Yeah, Ty and Terrell Strickland are going to play this year. Maybe they'll get more than three wins this year. Yeah, they played it, James. You know, Mark, years ago, I think in the forties or in the fifties, early fifties, they were a very good basketball team. Yeah, they were. Yeah. The NCAAs and the NIT. The only even in the even in the mid sixties, they went to the NIT and had a guy named Barry Leibowitz. I think I once played a game of horse or spot with one of them in the gym. They were working. I almost went there. Almost went there. See. In 1950, they were the only team to win the NIT and the NCAAs. I thought that was CCNY. That was CCNY. We beat you. Got you there. There's going to be a new professional women's hockey league. I know you guys can't wait for this. Six franchises, Washington, Boston, Minneapolis, New York City, New Jersey region, possibilities, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. Yeah, they named the six cities the other day. Yeah, yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> and the U.S. Open, you guys watching that? No. They actually went to the qualifiers. The, the qualifiers. first, yeah, uh, few people. first day. Yeah, that was free, right? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you could walk around, and I, I'll tell you, the qualifiers look terrific. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone's hoping for an Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic final, right? It should come down to that. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, Venus Williams was, was, was invited as a wild card. She, right away, she lost her match 
the other day. And John Isner, pro for a long time, six foot ten, plans to retire after the Open. He won his first match. I didn't hear what happened on his second match. I'm sure he had it already. Yeah, but he out. has the longest match ever in the history of Wimbledon. 11 hours and 5 minutes across 3 days. Imagine playing at one match and they kept suspending it for another day. Uh, he lost 70 to 68. This is because they didn't use tiebreakers back then. He won. And he won. And he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I told you this, guys, a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, that the University of Nebraska wanted to set a women's volleyball record to hold a volleyball uh, match in their in their uh, in their football stadium. Well, they had it the other day, and they had ninety plus ninety two thousand to see a volleyball match, women's volleyball. Good for them. <laughs> they win. <laughs> yeah, I think they won. I think they won. I think three straight games. Yeah, and uh, I know you guys are not into uh, into uh, professional wrestling, but there were two notable deaths that I have to mention: Terry Funk, seventy-nine oh, years old, more than fifty years in the business, a Hall of Famer for wrestling. He died. And Bray Wyatt. You guys don't know who I'm talking about when I say Bray Wyatt. No one knows Bray Wyatt, do you? Nobody. No, you don't want to admit it, huh? No, Terry okay. Funk used to wrestle in, in Bob Wire. Yeah, he was recall. definitely a hardcore wrestler. And, <laughs> and you should definitely Google Bray Wyatt. Uh, he, he made a name for himself. He was very, very uh, good and very unique with his uh, his makeup and everything. Okay, that's all I have. You want to do trivia? Yeah. All right. All right, why not? Sure. Let's do trivia for a few minutes. Whew, Milton, you go first. Okay, question. When Ralph Franca gave up the home run to Bobby Thompson, who else was warming up in the bullpen, and why was Ralph Franca brought in instead of the other gentleman? Erskine, I think, was in a bullpen. Yeah, Erskine. And tell me why they brought in Brett. What did the bullpen coach? Because he was throwing wild in the bullpen in this bullpen session. His curveball was hitting the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, curveballs were not. One other question. Do you know what else was Carl Erskine noted for besides baseball? Very big. Honored. Artist? Was he a banker or something? And in no, the he was yes. uh, special needs children. Oh, right. he gave he money and raised. He was a special children. needs children? No, he had. Yeah. He, he had, had no. He had raised the money for a lot of. He raised a lot of son money had and did a lot of good for them. But ain't still yeah. alive. Yeah, his wasn't, son had uh, Down syndrome. Wasn't Clem Labine the chief uh, reliever for the Dodgers? For the yeah, for the Dodgers yes. that year. Yes, that's right. Right. But he had up. Right. And Labine, yeah. I think and that's you right. Wasn't Mays on deck? Mays. Yes, Mays was on deck. Yeah, Mark, Steve, yeah. yeah. There was a funny thing about it. you mentioned Carl Erskine when they made the exit on the Belt Parkway. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't man. invited. They thought he was dead. <laughs> right, right. I, yeah. I think he's ninety-eight years old. I, I wonder if that's old. a true story. And it's got it around. is a true story, no, Mark. It's yeah, a true story. they interviewed yeah, him. It's a true story. Yeah, but I think I told us before. I think I told us before, Steve. About ten years ago, my son was at a Brooklyn um, the Cyclones game, and he Erskine was there, and he, he got him to autograph a. a a book that was a promotion for 
the biography of autobiography of Duke Snyder that he wrote the forward to it. My son got him to autograph the, oh. the, the 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 book for him. Yeah. Okay. Who got a question? Uh, Fred Milton. Okay. What what active player has the most home runs against the Yankees? Active. Active. Of all the active players, who's hit the most home runs? Cabrera. No, not Cabrera. Who, who'd you say? No. Cabrera. No. J.D. Martinez. No. Devers. Devers is second, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, Mookie Betts. No, that'd be a lefty batter, probably, right? Could be. Lefty I'm batter. Sure. I'm not sure what this guy's a lefty or righty. Honestly, I just don't remember. He's still playing. Yes. That active. <laughs> right, what team? But he's on Arizona now. But he played for Tampa Bay. Longor Longoria. Right, thirty-five. That's a righty batter. Oh, I thought he retired. Gee, wow. no, he's still around, but he's on righty batter having so many home runs against the yeah, Yankees. Thirty-five against the Yankees, so which means yes. he could have hit them in in Tampa Bay. Yeah, most of them were. Yeah. He would have had yeah. to. Right. But by the way, Devers has twenty-three after the last series. Can we see him hitting a home run against the Yankees? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Michael. The oldest player to hit a home run. Who? The oldest player hit a Franco, home run. Frank Julio, Julio Franco. Franco. Julio Franco, yeah. right. Oh, here's Franco, huh? 46 yeah. years old. I have one. Who's the only, okay, 47. Who is the only player, now let's follow this, to play in a Little League World Series, play in a – Wait, wait, there's like seven things here. To play in a Little League World Series, to play in a College World Series – to play in a Major League Baseball World Series, to play in the Olympics, to play in the World Baseball Classic, the only Red Sox, I'm narrowing it down, to punch Alex Rodriguez in the face, and the only player to catch, I gave him another hint there, four no. hitters. Jason Varitek. Jason Varitek. <laughs> the great man. As we narrowed it down, we gave more hints away. Yeah. All right, uh, Milton again. All right. <clears throat> Which uh, baseball pitcher was known as the monster? Dick Raddick. Right. Yeah. right. How many games? Do you know his first year? He pitched in 62 games as a rookie, 1962. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard one of the balls mantle hit for a home run. Raddick broke his bat, and he still hit the home run off him. And Milton, who hit a home run off of him in the All Star game? Johnny Callison. Very I good. There. I was there. Oh yeah. Which uh, team has the Which team has the fewest Hall of Famers? Oh, is Colorado Rockies. And the player is Larry Walker. You got it. Wow, that's every cool. team has more than one. Interesting to think about that. All right, Stephen. I got some football questions. Yeah. It's three of them, and it's all related to quarterbacks. Take all three. Okay. Who has the most career rushing yards as a quarterback? Rushing yards. Fran Tarkin. Tarkin? No. No. What's the oh, lefty? Who's the left? Oh, uh, Bobby Douglas? Douglas? Bobby Douglas? No, but he's a lefty. You're right. Could he, uh, Michael Vick? Yes, Michael Vick. I would have thought. Should have known that. Now, the other one is who has the record for the most rushing yards in one game? As a quarterback. Wow. Bobby Douglas? Josh no. Allen? No. Griffin? Was he on the Eagles? 
No, he's a West Coast team. Okay. Not Elway. No. No. West Coast. Oh. Boston. Well, oh, for no. he's more famous for something he didn't do. He didn't do. Where huh. every other player did something and he didn't. <laughs> Russell Wilson? No. That's what I thought. He's on the 49ers. Oh, the one didn't squat? What's his name? The one that didn't, didn't kneel? Kaepernick. He yeah. had the yeah. most yards in the game as a quarterback <laughs> rushing. Oh. Yeah, I think it was 181 yards. Wow. And the second they saw the, somebody coming, off he went. And the last one having to do with quarterbacks, who has the most rushing touchdowns? Hmm. Oh, with quarterback sneaks. <laughs> what era is it? The guy, no, our time, uh, maybe 10 years ago. Michael Vick. No, big no. guy. What, big guy? A big guy, a big quarterback. One of the Cunningham? first Cunningham? real big. Who? Jock no. Not, Bradshaw, in, not Bradshaw, not the Bradshaw. No, not, uh, not no, the, no, okay. no. No. About the same time as, you know. Um, um, no. Broad juice. No. Cam Newton? Newton? No. Cam Newton, that's it. It was Cam Newton. Oh, Roger Starbuck. Ah, oh, shit, I should have finished. Roger Starbuck? No, he's no, Cam, Cam, Newton. Cam Newton. Okay, Cam go ahead there, uh, Fred. Hey, also a football question. Who would have only three coaches to have won a Super Bowl and a national championship in college football? Um, Johnson? Right, Jimmy Johnson's one. Pete Carroll? That's two. And Sabian? No. Oh, there's one Nick more? Saban. Nick Saban. George Hallis? No, George Hallis. Oh. <laughs> Super Bowl. And <laughs> coach college ball. Maybe he did. <laughs> Wait, what, That's hard. What era? 70s, I think. Oh, 70s. 70s. How about oh, Steve Spurrier? No, was it 70s, 80s? I'll tell you the two teams and you may, you'll get it. Dallas and the University of Oklahoma. Oh, what's his Tom name? Landry. Landry? No. Oh. Uh, the guy, yeah, what's his name? You said um, Jimmy Johnson already? No, no, the other guy. Um, okay. Came from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Barry, what's his name? Barry, Barry right. Barry, Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Switzer. Oh, was after uh, <laughs> going to say Chuck Fairbanks. Maybe. All right. I think, oh, we have one more. We got to go. Okay. In, uh, Michael? Let me give you my two good ones. All right. Then you can go. In 1989, what did Gail Gardner do? Who? <laughs> Never heard. Is it a girl or a boy? <laughs> She's the first woman to host a regular, a regularly hosted uh, MLB baseball game oh. for uh, a television uh, network. But here's my good question: Jim Palmer is a Hall of Famer who beat Sandy Koufax in the World Series and also won a championship as a reliever in the 1980s. Who was the only other player to do that? To beat Koufax and also win a championship. To beat Koufax. As a reliever. What? As a reliever. As a reliever. He, you have to beat Koufax. Okay. Right. 
I'll give you a hint. A former Yankee announcer. Aha. A Yankee announcer. A Yankee pitcher. Um, ah, Jim Cott. Jim Cott, right. Jim, Jim Cott. Cott. Right. Jim Cott. Jim Cott. Yeah, Jim yep. Cotton won in the previous year in 65. All right, 65. Right. All right, Roger, you have a question? Yeah, I was going to uh, tag on the, all those NFL questions there. Uh, yeah. There's one NFL starting quarterback who won two Super Bowls who's not in the Hall of Fame. Good one. Manning. Eli. Eli Manning. Eli. No. Right. Well, he won but two that's... Super Bowls. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Eli's not eligible yet, I don't think. Oh, right? eligible. Oh, right. well, eligible. How about Jim Plunkett? Jim Plunkett is correct. Jim Plunkett is not in the Hall of Fame? He's no? not. No. Okay. The two so Super Bowls with the Raiders. So respect. Wow. Exactly. All right, guys. Going to call it. Okay. Thanks for today. It was fun. Did a lot of yeah. A lot of stuff good. today. A lot, a lot of good, categories yeah. here and there. Uh, hope to see you guys out here next week. And next week, there'll be a new link. As we change the month, we'll see you in see you in September. <laughs> All right. Is Milton going to play that next week? Yeah. By the way, the shortest By the way, the shortest number one record, the shortest record ever made that became number one, is "Stay oh, by the Letter" by the Box Tops. No, oh. "Stay by uh, the Zodiac." You know that. Oh. That's not too much Chicago. Right? One minute, 36 seconds. Just play it. Stay. Maureen. Just play. Stay by. Just play. Uh, stay. It's the shortest record and was number one. Wow. Just a little bit longer. Maybe you'll play. Give us a little sample next another, week. Another time. All right. All right, guys. Have a great week. I'll see you guys out here next week. Good week. Take care. Take care, Jeff. Have a good week. Take care. Yeah, I was saying it's